it was a pretty big deal. Like I, I had a fan call me a couple of days ago, and they're like, "I've heard your music, and like it's awesome." And I was like, "Whoa! Like this what? is that's so awesome." You um, have fans? I know. I didn't even know I had fans. And then this this girl called me, and she's like, "Is this Trace Bros?" And I was like, "Yeah." And they're like, "Oh, like I listen to music. Like I love it. Like it's so inspirational. Like keep doing what you're doing." And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Um, so that was. Kind of, that was really, really awesome. So, man, um, it's cool to see that it's impacting people. Yeah. So I'm talking to the Trace Broyles. That well, see, when you add a V to someone's name, it's like I don't know if I'm that big, but um, yeah, I guess so. The Trace Broyles. Folks, let me tell you all about Trace Broyles, sitting across from me right now. Trace is a natural-born leader on a mission to build better communities across Virginia. He's a junior in the Center for Humanities at Monacan High School, which is where we are today. Trace believes that anything can be done if you want it hard enough, um, and if you want things to change, you have to make it happen. As a member of the steering committee for the 2018 VHSL Ken Tilly Student Leaders Conference being held at Monica in April 2018, this is just one of the many ways he intends to make his mark in his free time. Trace produces music and currently has an album out on most major uh, music streaming networks. Trace has a passion for empowering students and helping them realize their full potential as a leader, student, and young adult. Trace believes that together we can truly change the world. Uh, his counselor, Ms. Robin Walsh, said the following about him, quote, Trace instantly shows interest and compassion for everyone he meets. He is involved, always thinking of new ideas or ways to help the Monacan community, and has great school spirit. Does that sound like you? That, that is a, a, big, um, a big quote to look up to, but uh, I... I, I think I I really try to to you know be as involved as I can at Monacan and um, really you know like she said bring as many new and fresh ideas to our school as possible and um, get as many people involved with stuff and um, really promote our um, our school spirit because we have a personally I, I think we have a really cool um, a really cool energy here and so if I can get that out to people it's it's a really awesome feeling awesome well it's an honor to talk to you today Trace uh what is the purpose of public schools so I think with um you know the public school system a lot of people um you know tend to think oh well, you know that's that's a place for you know for me to drop off my kid and you know they're going to get my kid through through this point in their life and you know it, it's their job to graduate my child and blah blah blah, blah. and you know um being the um, being the child of a, of a principal, I have a really unique perspective, um, you know, in what, um, what goes on in a high school. And for me, um, you know, a, a public school is not a place where, you know, y you go and, you know, it's, it's solely to, you know, get a, a, a GED, you know, get a piece of paper that says you completed four years of something, you know, and, mm -hmm. and get all these credits and requirements and SOLs and, um, and all that. I think, it's really, these four years, I think, are really, um, I think they're really crucial to um, creating, you know, um, a teenager's identity and personality. And I think, um, you know, in the right environment, in the right high school with the right people, um, you can really figure a lot of, you know, your personality and a lot of, you know, your identity out. Mm. And I think it's really a place 
to um, spark creativity and inspiration. And, um, you know, I've seen a lot of kids at Monacan realize things about themselves, you know, realize these potentials that they, you know, would have never seen. And so I think um, high school is really a place, um, you know, public schools in general are really a place for um, kids to show their their true talents and creativity and for um, them to be encouraged to do that. Mm-hmm. When you're talking about developing an identity, what does that mean? So what's an identity to you? Um, I think someone's identity, um, you know, and you can talk about a ton of different things with this, but mm-hmm. um, I think someone's identity really is, you know, who they are as a person and who who they strive to be every day. And, you know, whether that's, you know, their sexual orientation, whether that's, you know, their their attitude, you know, whether that's what they want to be when they grow up. Like, public schools are a place, you know, and that's, you know, through elementary to middle to high school. Like, um, you know, as they go through this process, you know, they're developing themselves all, like, mm. you know, from age five to, like, age 18, most of their life is spent in school, like learning and you know so that's that's really like the biggest place that they have um to um to find themselves and i think you know that that is like you know finding out like you know do i like this person like oh like you know oh like i'm good at singing you know like oh should i try out for a a musical like it's it's really like you're discovering all aspects of um of your personality you know oh like Mm -hmm. i'm whimsical and funny like you know, oh, I really like English. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's all these things that you um, you find out about yourself. And so, I don't think it's just like one set thing. But it's like in in school, you know, we we have the opportunity every day to have these awesome people called teachers come in and tell us like you can be whoever you want to be. And my job is to um, show you and encourage you and support you in how to do that. Mm. And I'm fortunate to have amazing teachers here who have, like, who've really helped me. I mean, I never knew that I'd be this involved in, in a high school or in any school. Um, but because teachers see the potential in their students, um, they really, they have a passion for bringing that creativity and that personality out in the student. And they really want their, that student to become confident in who they are. And I think that's what high schools are. It's a place... Um, where you find your confidence. Mm-hmm. It sounds like uh, you feel that public schools are tasked with more than just the academic development of students, that there's um, a lot that goes into how somebody develops from a child into an adult, um, and that public school is a place where that can happen if it's done the right way. There's um, that, That's absolutely true, and there's a ton of people who will say, oh, like, you know, they are here to to get these credits and go to college and, you know, make a six-figure job. And, you know, um, but really high school and middle school and elementary school, it's so much more than, you know, meeting these standard, you know, standardized testing requirements and, you know, doing all these things. Um, It's really, there's so much more to, um, to a school than the, than the academic life. Mm -hmm. And um, I think a lot of people would disagree. And I think a lot of people, would um would agree and say that there's a ton of things in school that help kids develop in themselves and you know develop friendships and memories and um you know a lot of stuff that I'm going to go out of high school with I didn't get from taking a test I didn't get from you know learning what a gene or DNA was Mm -hmm. um 
I got it from being in musicals. I got it from being in marching band. Um, you know, I got it from being involved in, in leadership stuff. Like, and those are things that you don't get from, you know, in a, you know, working in a workbook or a textbook. Right. Yeah, I don't think many people reflect on their high school experience and think about the tests that they took. No, I'm not sure people were like, oh, like that, that, you know, binomial test. <laughs> like, <laughs> what a fun SOL that was. Uh, yeah, those, those SOLs. Mm. Yeah, so you've already uh, hinted at some of the debate that happens around public schools and public education. Um, what do you see as the biggest challenge facing public schools today? Um, that's that's a really tough question. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the biggest challenges is, you know, high schools and middle schools and, you know, elementary, you know, all public schools in general, I think, are tasked with, um, you know, getting their kids, you know, across the stage and getting the kids um, fulfilling all these state requirements. Mm. And, um, I mean, I see my own teachers, like, we don't even, like, I was in chemistry last year, and we didn't even finish all of our units because we were, we were pushing so hard to get all the information that we needed for the SOL to pass it mm. because everyone's so focused on passing the SOLs and, you know, getting a three and four and five on the AP tests. Like, and, you know, one of my dear teachers um who taught me biology and um when I was a freshman you know she said you know if if we put all this stuff aside you know we could actually learn all these great things about biology we didn't have Mm. we wouldn't have to like you know study x y and z for a test and then leave out all this stuff that you know the the government or not government but like the school system says doesn't matter you know like Mm. and I think um I, I I really do I think the biggest challenge is is um you know, equipping all of our students with what, you know, what the state pushes as the acceptable amount of knowledge. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, is that wrong? No. Um, but I do think it, it, it's a very high level of stress for students and teachers. Um, I mean, there's always debate of, oh, like, should we get rid of SOL? Should we get rid of, you know, all these different tests and exams and whatnot? Um, you know, and in some ways, I think, yeah, maybe, but um, there always has to be a level of accountability. And so, you know, I'm not opposed to like a quiz or test here and there, but um, I really think the struggle lies in, you know, are we really giving our, our students, a, you know, a beneficial chemistry class or biology class, or are we so focused on cramming this information into them that they're not really getting anything out of it? Mm. Um, I imagine you've probably encountered a decent amount of research in the classes that you've taken what role do you think research plays in advancing public education? Um, so are you, like, talking about, um, like, what are you, like, what research are you talking about? It's a great question. Um, I think I think you asking that question is kind of um, evidence of what it is that we're trying to figure out because there's educational research that happens, right? So there's educational researchers that focus on things like Um, student motivation and why there are achievement gaps between different demographic groups and various other things. Um, And the idea is that we want it to be something that could benefit our schools to advance public education, but we're wondering how well the world of educational research and actual public schools actually talk to each other. So maybe a better way of asking that is, um, what do you think research could do to benefit education? How could schools improve by um, understand what's going on with educational research. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. I, I, I kind of see where you're going with that now. So um, our school actually conducted a lot of research with mm-hmm. students in the classroom, and um, 
we actually, um, I was a part of this team actually. So what we did was we, um, we did a, like a focus group type thing and, um, we had a, a ton of students. So we had these big, um, these big pieces of paper laid out on like six different tables with different questions mm. and students would write their answers on the, on the, the, um, pieces of paper. And then we would, um, kind of see like what were the top five answers for each thing. And then we, we went to the teachers mm. and we said, here's what students are saying. Like, what do y'all think? And, you know, one of them was like, what's the biggest distraction in class? Um, you know, what, what really frustrates you, um, in the classroom, you know, um, what's the best way of studying? You know, do you feel prepared at school? Um, Mm -hmm. what could teachers do better? You know, what, what, what do you think it is that teachers do to get you motivated to learn? Mm. Um, why do you want to learn? You know, these questions. And so teachers, um, and students, um, our goal was to get teachers and students talking together because we really Mm -hmm. felt like there was a, um, you know, kind of a, a gap between teachers and students and students were, you know, thinking that teachers are like, you know, this high and that they weren't respecting students. And so we really wanted there to be that, um, common ground. And Mm -hmm. so, um, I really think, um, research is important in advancing public education because it, um, it brings in kind of those issues that you don't want to talk about and, you know, Mm -hmm. things are going to be difficult. So like, you know, like teachers admitting, Oh, like maybe, you know, students do want to listen to music while they're doing, you know, their work and maybe, you know, and that was actually, you know, like it, it sounds funny, but like, headphones in the classroom like headphones on the halls like that's like a really big debate yeah it sounds like research is an opportunity to promote understanding where it might have not existed before like between teachers and students yeah um i think there's definitely that um gray area that there's no common ground and so when you get the research and you figure out oh teachers are coming from here students are coming from here you can kind of you can balance them out there's that light bulb moment where you're like oh like here's how we work together. Uh, you talked about how you're passionate about finding ways to empower students. What does that mean exactly? What does empowering students mean? So this is an area where I'm extremely passionate about. Um, I, you know, you, you can ask me any question, you know, all day, but this is like the one thing that I, I, re- I really take personally. And so, um, you know, I was always that kid that was, you know, like, you know, not popular. Again, like I was not that football, you know, the, the, the jock guy, like I, I wasn't, I wasn't known. And, um, and so I, you know, I made it my mission to help kids, you know, not feel like they weren't voiced and not feel like they, um, not feel like they were valued and, and loved and like they had a purpose in life. And so I really took on, um, a leadership, I mean, I mean, I guess accolade, um, and so what does it mean to empower students? I think it means inspiring kids to be the best they can be every day. I think it's inspiring kids to get out in the world and make a difference and make a change. And um, I think a lot of kids don't really feel empowered in their own education. If that, I mean, and that's, that's difficult for me to, like, voice because it, it, it hurts me to see people... Um, not feeling like they like they're worth it you know i Mm -hmm. i I had a kid today who was like yeah like i could be in honors classes but i'm not good enough Hmm. and it's like no like that's actually where you're wrong actually surprise you are good enough people have told you that you're not good enough you know you've told yourself that you're not good enough but actually you are good enough like Mm -hmm. because i like i know that i was never i never got into like the gifted programs at my 
at my schools. Like, my entire family went to gifted programs, and I was the one kid who didn't get in. Mm. Like, I was never in honors classes, and here I am. I'm in all honors. I'm, I'm taking four AP classes this year. Like, if anyone is, like, listening, and they're like, no, like, I'm not good enough. I wasn't good enough. Mm. I still think I'm not good enough. <laughs> like, mm. it, it's hard, but, um, you know, you can be up there with all the kids who are, you know, smart and understand it. Mm. And, and get it. I have to go into sc- after school every day to get help for stuff. But, you know, I keep up and I do it. And, you know, you, the first way to feel like, you know, to feel, you know, motivated and empowered and like, like you can do anything is telling yourself first, yes, I'm good enough to do anything. I- I'm good enough to change the world and to make a difference. And then I think even bigger is having someone else tell you like, you know, Trace or Steve or, you know, Larry, you are good enough. Like, Mm. you can make a difference. And I've had that so much in my life. And, um, you know, for me, it's, you know, not letting people take you down and tell you, you you can't do it like that, like you're not good enough, because that's, you know, you you, you take it as a challenge and you Mm. say, oh, well, you don't think I'm good enough. Mm. Okay, like, let me let me prove you wrong. And you keep going. Mm. And I've done a lot of things, especially at Monacan, where people have said, Trace, like, that's an that's an awesome idea. It's an awesome goal, but it's a dream. It's not a reality. Mm. And you know, I, I block it out and I keep going. And it, you know, it gets harder and harder, but you fight. And um, I had you know a really big thing this year that happened for me. I think as teachers um, and you know fellow students, but teachers really have the job of inspiring their kids and empowering them to be the best that they can be. And you know. Sure, they might not, you know, use the algebra to their learning or, you know, want to work on a chemical in, in a lab somewhere one day. But if you can tell them that they're good enough and you can tell them, like, you can make a difference no matter what you do, who you are, what you are, what you think you are, you can make it. Mm. Then that's going to be, you know, astronomically life-changing for a student. Mm. Doesn't this all just come back to what you were talking about with identity earlier, that you're building somebody's sense of identity and who they are and so it really i mean that's this is high school you know like you're empowering students to figure out who they are and what they can become and you know you're lighting the the fire Mm. in them and you know you're you're that small spark in the in the fire that's not really lit and you know once they get that spark you know it just it turns into this huge flame and that's really what empowering students is, is you're, you're giving them that, that fire, that energy to go out and make a difference and change the world. From my experience, sometimes um, teachers and other educators, they often care about the work they do and they want to make an impact. But sometimes I think they question how much of an impact they can have on a student's life when there's so many other factors that are at play, you know, like their home life or Um, whether they come from poverty or whatever neighborhood they come from, their family background, there's all these things that come into play. How much of an influence do you feel like educators have in the lives of their students? I want to be a teacher to empower kids and, like, get them excited to learn and be curious and creative and, um, you know, be, you know, be the best they can be. And that's really, like, the job of an educator is to make their students inspired to go out to the world and change it and Mm -hmm. and you know be great at what they do you know whatever you do in the world if you're good at it 
and you have a passion for it, you're going to make a difference. So there's really nothing that you can't do in this world to make it better. And I think teachers, the, the biggest thing that they can do and that they, I think, are called to do in this world, in their classes, for their students, is to inspire and encourage their students to be the, the very best they can be. Yeah. Um, as a future high school biology teacher... What do you think the future of public schools is? I really believe 100% that the future of the public school is going to be a place where, you know, students can come in and really create something for themselves that's going to impact them, or rather impact others when they come out of public school. And, you know, right now public school is a place, you know, for, for me personally, I think public school is a place where you can come in and, you know, you have friends and you, you know, you make memories and, you know, you take, you know, all these classes and you get all involved. But I think, you know, what's really cool about public schools is it's evolving. Mm -hmm. And I think the next generation of public schools could really be, you know, oh, like a set career path. Like, oh, so, you know, you, you go to a public school where it's just focused on technology and how to, you know, how to code or how to design software, like, you know, in the future of, of education, it's going to be equipping kids with the resources that they need to be successful in whatever they do. And I, I mean, when you say the future of education, you know, I think the purpose of education really won't, really shouldn't change. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm really struggling to answer this question because it's, it's, it's a hard one. You know, it's like, mm -hmm. where, where can public school go from where it is? And I think the, the whole mission of a public school is to equip students for, you know, real life after college and, you know, really after high school. Mm. And, you know, if you, if you go, if, if you stray too far from that, then, you know, are they going to be ready for what awaits them when they go to college and, you know, outside of college? Mm. Um, I really think the future of a public school would really, would really be to keep producing generations of kids that are ready to take on the world and ready to make an impact if if that can keep going and that can move on and we can continuously have these kids going in and doing extraordinary things then we've already produced the future and we're already making the future because it's really a forum for students to blossom mm. and I, I i would hope that, that doesn't change yeah um, okay, so this is the most important question. All right. So we need to play out our episode with a Trace Broyles original song. Oh. Which one do we choose? Which one do we choose? Um, you know, I've talked a lot about, you know, building up people and, you know, um, really, you know, finding yourself and being the best that you can be. Um, I, I just released a new song. It's called Higher. Life is this extraordinary opportunity to keep getting better and keep discovering mm -hmm. and that's that's amazing higher higher is the one yes yes sir all right Trace, thanks for your time and perspective you were great it is my pleasure and i'm it's it's my hope that my thoughts and feelings really um make a difference and um you know get people thinking about education and really thinking about what it is that we can do to um, to make our students 
the best that they can be. Yeah. And <laughs> if you're listening to this and you enjoyed hearing Trace's perspective and you want more of it, no, I do. You can come to our conference on October 17th because he is serving on the student panel that's going to conclude our day. Um, so you get to come and enjoy listening to more of Trace, which is very exciting. So we hope you'll see I'm you there. I'm very excited. Can't wait to have you there. Thanks, Trace.